Ryder Nation and William Powell bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Ryder Nation. I'm ready. I'm ready. Everybody, this is the Piffles Podcast, your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. That was Here We Go by the Johnny McKegg Band. My name is Alex. I'm Steve. And I'm playing League of Legends. Is that okay? I think that's okay. We'll allow it. Okay, good. You can give us a follow on Twitter at Piffles Pod. You can follow me at Real Alex D. You can follow me if you want at Safamud. And don't follow me at Greg on Sports. I don't care anymore. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast and the website pifflespodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Check them out. We're also a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Guys, is it August yet? Let's get to, to the opening kickoff. <laughs> Now it feels like we're back in studio. All right, mark your calendars. August 5th, the rec laws. How many times are we going to hear the rec laws on August 5th? Third one from the gun, Thursday night lights. We have a CFL season and it starts Thursday, August 5th, guys. To answer your question, 1,603 times. Over. Maybe I'm taking the over. That's a good bet. I, well, and you know what? I'm not even going to be mad this time. I used to be sick of that song. Now I want nothing more than to just hear it for an entire evening. I don't even have a commentary that game. Just play that song on loop for the entire three hours. Let it go. I want Rod Black just to sing it karaoke style the entire game. <laughs> That's how much I want CFL football. I don't care. Or but... do you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, just get, yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't care. Put whoever you want in the booth, just get the game on the field. I, I can't wait. And that was the news on Monday as it was announced unanimously voted that the CFL board of governors have approved the 14 game season. And I, I put the word unanimously in quotation marks because I truly don't think it was unanimous, but who cares? We have football and that's all that matters. And probably MLSE and Toronto just sucked it up because everybody else is like, Hey, we vote. Yes. And they're like, no, uh well let's re-vote okay everybody voted yes so doesn't matter who cares we have cfl football back after almost two full years and not only has it been almost two full years but we've had to listen to bombers fans constantly remind us that they're reigning champs for almost two full years well they, i they am seem, absolutely done with that they seem to think they're two-year champions like they earn it it's hilarious and so if you look at the schedule, August 6th, the first Riders home game, that's going to be against BC at Mosaic Stadium. Four straight home games for the Riders to start the season. That goes into Labor Day with a bye mixed in between. And then, of course, the Banjo Bowl right after that. So they are keeping the, the Labor Day and the Banjo Bowl in its regular spot. But otherwise, it's a really weird schedule. But again, I don't care. We have a schedule. We have CFL football. And that was that's the big news and and it's it's great to 
have it back. I'm actually getting a little bit excited now. And I didn't think that we'd actually be able to start on August 5th, but here we are. My, my favorite part of that schedule is Stamptober. We play the, where we play Calgary for three straight games in September, in October before closing the season out against Montreal, I think, but we don't play anybody else all through October until the last day. I would like to point out Stamptober is trademarked to Greg on sports Inc. Um, Please pay me my money, sir. You really want to talk to me about paying money? <laughs> I'll get that to you right on time. <laughs> I, I, I will give you to a timeline. I expect you to pay me at least 30 minutes late. But that's beside the point. Um, no, like the schedule, like I feel sorry for anyone who has a wedding plan for August in Saskatchewan because uh, there's going to be a lot of RSVPs canceled right now. Like I can't believe the entire – like it's basically all of August – Game in September, game in October, game in November. That's it for Riders. Home games, so. Wait. You know what? After two years of having no football, give me give me four straight home games to open the year. I can handle one a month for the rest of the year. But can you imagine how crazy that place is going to be on August 6th? And then for the next four weeks, well, four weeks with a bye in there. And that August, first Labor Day, my God. August 6th, I expect that to be the loudest crowd at the new stadium that I've ever heard in my life. And it doesn't matter if they have full 33,000 or if they're only able to do season ticket holders at 21,000. It doesn't matter to me. That's going to be so loud the whole way through. You guys remember how loud it was at the Grey Cup in 2013 at Taylor Field? This might top that. Just for pure energy and and saving it up for a year and a half, I, I think you might be right. It's going to be It's going to be a sight to behold for sure. Oh, it's a, it's a good thing they didn't put a roof on the stadium. It's only roof ready because we blow it off on August 6th because it's going to be nuts. I've seen so many people say, I can't wait to spend $12 on a beer. And I've never seen that said by anyone before. Are you kidding me? They got to make up money. It's going to be at least 15 <laughs> and they'll pay I'm, it. I'm pleasantly surprised that the riders are giving credits to, to season ticket holders. I figured they just bumped the prices up by the, the 22% that they, uh, that they missed out on, but they're actually giving us money back. Oh, they didn't really have much of a choice. PR is uh, PR on, on yeah, that. P- right right now, public re- relations is key here. Everything. I feel like they could get ri- get away with almost anything the way we just want football back. So you guys mentioned Stamptober. I'm actually a big fan of of that. Three games in a row for the Riders. Anyway, Calgary has a has a game against BC mixed in there. So they don't have the three straight against the Riders. But I really like that for this team going into the latter half of the schedule. Because assuming everybody's healthy and and the teams are kind of where we think that they're going to be in terms of how good they are, that's going to be the biggest test for the Riders. And if they can get through those three games with a two-and-one record even, then I think they're they're poising themselves pretty good. I And talk about uh, two early predictions – Whoever wins that best of three is probably going to come number one in the West. Like, yeah, everyone's like oh, Winnipeg reigning champions. I don't know. I th- I think Calgary Claros for a full season. Yeah, exactly. And who knows what the Elks have? And BC has still got an offensive line that means we'll put a quarters in their head so they can do turnstiles. Like Saskatchewan and Calgary are the best in the West. Two even two years later, like oh, like look at our linebacking core. That was a question mark, and now I'm very, very pleasantly surprised. And that's with the addition of uh, 
Dion Lacey to the linebacking core. So you have Dion Lacey, Larry Dean, and I mean, you can put, they, they signed the, I think it's Rogers from uh, the Stamps who can play the Sam linebacker spot. They have the Herman Reed brothers that can rotate in. They have, you can bring Lucius Purifoy down. They, they have so many options at linebacker and DB that that's going to be a really good battle, but we'll get into that over the coming weeks with the rosters and whatnot. But I'm just excited that we have this and I knew it was coming. I knew the announcement was coming, but it still feels really good to know that, Hey, normal's a month and a half away, at least here in Saskatchewan, where it sounds like we're going to have a full stadium. That's, that's going to be so weird to go from, like right now, if you wanted to host an event like that at Mosaic Stadium, you could have 150 people. And we're talking six weeks from now, they're going to slam 33,000 people into that building. And every one of us is going to be pumped to be there. That's one household though, right? We can have 33,000 long as one household. <laughs> yeah, we're all family. But like, okay, I got to ask you guys, we may as well talk about the elephant in the room here. How comfortable are you guys going to be going from, I can't, we, we can't even be in the same room together still, technically. We're zooming this to 33,000 shoulder to shoulder, basically spitting and screaming on each other. Like, I, I miss it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, you know what? I'm going to make okay, sure I, I have I'm enough. okay, my sh- uh, hermit cr- uh, shell here. I'm going to have enough fun at the, uh, the pregame tailgate that maybe I just won't think about it while we're at the game. Yeah, I'm pretty okay right now with uh, people, not, random people just not hugging me. And I kind of want that to stay the same. I, I don't know where I'm at yet on that because I'm excited for it to come back. But it's not that I don't trust the next person next to me. It's just that I don't trust the person next to me. You know <laughs> what I mean? And this is where it comes down to, and I don't really want to get into it too much, but it's the whole vaccine passport thing. Should they have to have one? And it sounds like they're not going to. But that is a, a legitimate concern for a lot of people that they may not go to games because, well, I don't know if the person beside me is double vaxxed. As of Monday, I'll be double vaxxed. I, I will admit that. And and like I said before, I, I think I titled the episode two episodes ago, uh, um, Needles in Arms, Butts in Seats. And that's, and that's where we're at right now. Like, the reason why we are going to have a full stadium is because of our vaccination numbers. So it's, it's going to be wild. Like it's, I I'm excited. I'm not, I'm not worried about it, but at the same time, it's like, it's going to be so weird. I hate crowded theaters. Like Ryder games was the only thing that I enjoyed being amongst that many people. And it's like, it's been so long. I don't know anymore. Well, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. If they, they stagger people in through the entrances and, and they're still going to try to do some sort of social distancing, at least in the concourse area, how that's going to work. I have no idea when you have 33,000 people I was going to say, have you ever went to go take a, uh, go to the bathroom at uh, the end of a quarter? Good luck. Love the, the child-friendly change there, mid-sentence. That was well <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good at switching mid, mid-sentence if I have to. Yeah, I don't know. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, geez, I got aisle seats. I don't know if I, I might want to move them over to the middle so I don't have people walking in front of me all the time. I'm not, I'm not leaving my aisle. There's no way in hell I'm leaving my aisle seat. <laughs> but hopefully in the next few weeks here before the season gets started, we'll uh, have more people vaccinated and make everybody a little bit more comfortable anyway. Um, 
what's going to be interesting is to me is training camps, no preseason games, which yes, no preseason games. It makes no sense. I'm sorry. Preseason games. Who cares? They suck. The first five minutes are great. The first five minutes are great because, Hey, you're back in the stadium. We have football, even though it doesn't count. You see the starters for one drive. And then after that, the product is crap. It's all backups and I lose interest and I'm just, I regret staying every single time because I'm like, man, I should just leave because this game sucks. But I'm just happy because it's been six months without football that you stay. I have two preseason memories in my life. One was the all Regina backfield of Teal Orban, uh, Stu Ford and Neil Hughes. And the other one was a young number 14 for the riders. I'm like, had a hell of an arm on him and i'm like i like that kid who is it it turned out to be daring Durant, but that's about it that's the only thing i remember preseason ever and i was only right about one player ever in my life i i would honestly sit through a an eight quarter preseason game this year if i had to but i'm also very excited that we don't have to sit through any of them and the good news is we can't get in trouble for filming a preseason game this year either <laughs> never again i'm sorry <laughs> Well, players will start coming up to Canada and into all the the host cities, the team cities, starting January 2nd. And then there's going to be a quarantine period. And training camp should start on the 10th or 11th, depending on on the city. So we will get about three or four, almost four full weeks of uh, preseason training camps anyway, before the regular season starts. And that I'm, I'm curious how this is going to work in the long run, because the first couple games, there might be a lot of injuries. And especially after having so much, so much time off and not having a preseason game to go out and just absolutely hit somebody. The first few weeks of the CFL season are going to be absolutely weird. What do you guys think of um, O'Day talking about doing mixed uh, controlled scrimmages with the Bombers? I'm curious who's going to start the fight because it's going to happen. It's going to be in the trenches. It's totally going to be in the trenches. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be Mac Henry. Very high probability, <laughs> but I'm for it. They they need to they need to hit somebody before the first regular season game, and if they can if they can do it properly, like like I mean this this happens all the time in the NFL. We see it all the time, but there's always just a brawl that breaks out, and that's going to happen here. But whatever, I think cooler heads will prevail here in the CFL. I can't see much happening out of it. I love the fact that we're seeing rivals doing this. Saskatchewan and Winnipeg are, are talking about it. Edmonton and Calgary are going to do it. Like you would think that you would try and plan it out with a, maybe not your closest rival, but it, it's almost better that way. But I you, also you get that I, interest. I also understand there's a skill drop, but why wouldn't you do it against like a, a Rams or a Thunder or at least something to get actual like contact in? Like, who who cares if it's a step down, as long as you're getting contact in. But I think then you're running into: Do you really want to put professional athletes up against, you know, the, the college players, guys? Yeah, you don't want to do that. Like, you're not gonna, at least going up going up against other pros. You're you're gonna get best on best, and you know something good can come out of it. But if you're I, doing, I don't a, con- see if you're doing positive, a controlled scrimmage, it's not 100 percent anyways. It's basically a glory. It's basically a glorified practice anyway. Now, I'm curious. You brought up uh, Jeremy O'Day's comments. What about Craig Dickinson's comments on 
uh, Thursday about surprise cuts across the CFL. There's going to be some guys that come in and didn't do what the team asked of them to be, you know, football ready. And they're going to come into camp and, and not be in shape, in proper shape. And there's going to be a young guy that comes in that maybe played last year or even, you know, practice roster for the NFL or was in college last year. That's going to come in and take their jobs. You think you guys think that's a, a legitimate thing that's going to happen this year? I don't even think it's going to be a shape issue. I think it's going to be a contract issue. I guarantee you every team is basically thinking we need to get our money down as much as possible. So we don't hemorrhage money. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be a, a good combination of both. You're going to see, you're going to see some guys coming in and, and you've seen players already fighting back against, uh, against uh, Dickinson's comments. And, and it makes you wonder, you know, they're, they're partially right. They haven't really had the opportunity because they're working so much or gyms have been closed or what have you, but there's no excuses when you're a professional athlete. If this is what you want to do with your life, you have to find a way to make it work. If you don't come to camp in shape, you don't play pro ball. It's really that simple. Yeah. We're not, we're, we're not in the seventies and eighties anymore where the guys would come into the, come in halftime, smoke a couple cigarettes, take, take the entire spring off drink a bunch of beers, do a bunch of fishing, and then come back uh, in the summer and start hitting people and get in shape by game four. We're not there anymore. But yes, unfortunately, there are guys that are going to come into shape, but I think a lot of it's going to come down to if player A is a higher paid veteran and player B is a younger kid, but the step off isn't that much, you're going to see a lot more veterans cut this year. My surprise cut that the Riders are going to have, and to me it's not a surprise, it's going to be Ed Ganey. And not because I think he's going to come in out of shape or complacent. I just think that there's so much depth on this team in the backfield and linebackers that they're going to go younger, cheaper, and they can just kind of blame it on, hey, the other guys were in shape and Ed wasn't what we needed. You know, when you go back to the the 20, was it 2016? No, 2017, well, 2016, 17 cuts by uh, – Chris Jones when he cut chicken Dressler and whatnot with it when it was all about money you, you may see the same screaming fans if they if they do it to Ed Ganey but what do you do you have to you have to make the the hard decisions especially this year after a year and a half off where every team has been hemorrhaging money you, you're be, gonna see those and I, yeah. I I'm excited not excited for you know that's the wrong word because I feel bad for the guys getting cut but I'm really <laughs> interested to see who who is that that big surprise cut? There will be a few. I wouldn't be surprised, though, to see a few more retirements that you just don't see coming. There's going to be guys that are just going to say, I'm just not playing this year, if at well, all, ever and, again. And 14 games. Like, if they haven't played for two years and their spot's not guaranteed on the roster, you come in and you're like, you know what? I wasn't necessarily ready for having a, you know, a two-year off period that – and they found another job in the off season that actually pays really, really well, probably better than they're going to make in the CFL. Yeah. With the uncertainty that was around the CFL, why would you want to come up here? Especially play for Canadian money with the way that the dollar is. I guarantee you one of the rider name cuts is probably going to be on receiver. Cause they're, they're thick at receiver right now and someone can't stay. Well, that's the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty. Let's get to the Churchill Brewing Company odds and end zones. 
Guys, the Edmonton Elks, we finally have the name. And this is the first episode we've had since they've had the name. What do you guys think? I'm sorry, Edmonton fans, for causing all the headaches I did. Um, this is my contrition for breaking Empire and then breaking the fact that they changed the name again. I'm sorry. But you finally got it right. I... I absolutely am living for all of the idiot fans who are still complaining that they are changing the name or have changed the name. You see it in every single comment. Yep. They're still the Eskimos. No, buddy, they're not. You, you got to let it go. And, and middle-aged old, old middle-aged white guys don't get to decide what's offensive to, to the Inuit community. I'm sorry. And that's, the, that's what it always is. When you look at the comments, it's almost exclusively, Elderly Com- Caucasian males. Comments. Just look at Terry Jones's Twitter feed. Oh, I, I rest my case. But no, but no, the 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 Elks did well. I I, I got to give them props because when they realized they didn't want to, because after they did the name, they had Morley Scott uh, read all the names, and they realized Elks was more popular than the Elk, as they had it announced. They went and they trademarked Elks, but to kind of throw people off their scent because apparently they realized I'm looking. They also trademark energy, just just to not make it obvious. So uh, they 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 smoke screened me on that one. I will give them that one. I actually really like the name Elks. I think so that's I. gonna. Uh, I think it's gonna work out well in the long term. And the logo I think is great. The little uh, the antlers is a little sideways E, so they have another E in the logo, and they're still gonna use the double E once in a while as well too. I think I think I think it's brilliant. I think it works out really well. And the merch that you've seen that I've seen on on Twitter of it's good. of people buying, it looks really good. And speaking of looking really good, Trevor Harris, my goodness, you guys see him? The old, the old, his... sa- the old uh, sandal, <laughs> the slides and socks, oh, yeah. Hey, slides and socks are a way of life. That's good stuff right there. But he was looking pretty good, my goodness. But uh, you know the the Edmonton Elks, like I, I like everything they did. I, I just find it funny though. They had to keep the double E. They had to have an E name so they could keep the double E. And then they end up coming with a new primary logo and going, yeah, we're, we're going to use the double E occasionally. <laughs> I think the one thing that they did absolutely correct was throwing down that 80 yard logo on the field. That looked that amazing. From what I've understood, huge. they're keeping that. That is what? permanent. Good. Yeah. That's, that's what uh, Dave Campbell from uh, uh, Ched said that they're, uh, they're keeping that that logo on the field that's and they nuts. should i wish more teams would do that just smash the logo across uh 60 or 80 yards of the field that looks fantastic okay my my only problem with that though because the tell the normal television um angle is from e- well east to west so the long ways so that logo is gonna be like laying on its back the entire game just like the football team <laughs> The only team that shouldn't do that is is Winnipeg because how would why would you ever want to just splash a gigantic W across eighty yards on your field? You'd look ridiculous. No, that that would look like an E or an M or a three. <laughs> Depends on which side of the field you're on, what yeah. team you're rooting for. All right, one other thing I want to get to here in the Churchill Brewing Company odds and end zones. The NFL COVID protocols changed. The NFL and the NFLPA agreed to uh, redo their CBA and, and how they're going to monitor with uh, vac- vaccinated players and non-vaccinated players. Basically, 
they're telling you to get vaccinated without getting vaccinated. They're saying it's still your choice players, but if you don't get it, you have to travel separately. You have to stay in the hotel. You can't go out at night. You're going to get fined if you go to the bar. You're going to get fined for this. You're going to get fined for that. You can't use the spa. You can't use the steam room. But if you're fully vaxxed, hey, everything's back to normal for you. So my question to you guys, should the CFL follow and do that as well? Well, 100%. As, as, as an avid follower of Cole Beasley on Twitter. <laughs> oh, my. Really? Yeah. Did you, no, I'm not. Did you, but did you see his free code today? No. Uh, apparently, the NFL Players Association needs to change their name because they don't uh, represent the players anymore. Joe Mixon went off on that, too. Oh. Who? 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 Joe Mixon. Who? I, is he a player? That's rude of you. Come on. He was on my <laughs> fantasy championship winning team, and I couldn't drop him because they didn't put him on the sick, on the injured list. I but, am very, very happy that I traded both of those guys last year in fantasy football. That makes me even happier. Bunch but, of bums. Exactly. Like, honestly, they need to do something because, you know, there's guys that are vaccine hesitant. And thank God John Chick doesn't play in the league anymore, but that's beside the point. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but I don't I don't know. we could bring Amy on and see what she has to say about it. I think she's okay. <laughs> okay. She's fine. She's fine. But I don't know. At some point, like there, there's bets to see how many games are going to get canceled in the CFL season because of the protocols. So like there, there's, you can bet on Bodog. Yeah, if they're actually going to make a full 14-game schedule. Look look how many games the Tennessee Titans had to shift and move because of their, their COVID gong show. Um, the sure. Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers, like that was a wreck by itself. Yeah, and that, and that was because of the Titans. And that screwed me in fantasy last year big time. So, I like the NFL is doing it right. They, they need to have the games on the field when they need to go. CFL, considering they're shortening their season and trying to jam this all in, probably should follow suit or do something similar because well, it's, the, it's nuts. The, the biggest concern with the CFL schedule is there's absolutely zero uh, leeway for any kind of cancellations. There's no spare week between the end of the season and the playoffs. There's nothing. It's just I, like, what do they do if they have to cancel a game? And I think that's part of why there's all that talk about uh, allowing eight teams in the playoffs instead of the, the six that they normally do is because if a certain team misses two or three games because of COVID, well, it's not really fair. Let's open it up to eight and get the best teams in, right? And Ottawa will just be happy to be nominated, so it's okay. <laughs> Number one pick. <laughs> All right, so moving on. I do have a question. One more question I want to ask you guys before we get to our uh, Piffles memories. What player on the Riders are you guys looking forward to seeing the most in training camp? All it could be them. somebody that was on the team before. It could be a newcomer. All of them? No, you have to pick <laughs> one. Uh, I, I'm really – and Lord knows I love Cody. I want to see what he can actually do um, this year because was it a one-off – is he really what we think he is? I think he is, but I've been wrong before. But we've, but he's got a lot of good talent behind him right now. 
I'm very curious on how that quarterback tree is going to shake out considering the, the talent they have. And in a Jason Moss offense too, that should be a little bit more friendly to Cody Fajardo than the Stephen McAdoo offense that we were accustomed to for a while. It wasn't McAdoo's I, fault. Just ask anyone. It's not McAdoo's fault. As, as a regular Stephen defender. No, it was a hundred percent his fault. Um, for, for me, I just hope that uh, that Fajardo has gotten rid of that blind rollout out of his uh, his repertoire. Uh, that that's the biggest one for me. But turn I'm right, to quit see, turning left. <laughs> I'm excited to see how the the linebacking core especially looks after you lose the most outstanding Canadian or nominee last year in uh, in Judge. Where where will they fit? How will they look with with a completely different group? Okay, so let me ask you again, Steve. One player you're looking forward to seeing the most in camp? Uh, let's go with Larry Dean. He's All been right. the enemy for so long. Let's uh, let's stick to him. I'm looking forward to seeing Jordan Williams Lambert because it's been almost two full calendar years from CFL game to CFL game here that we that we haven't had. But also, he didn't play much in 2019 after coming back from his NFL shot. So he's looking at almost three years away. And this is a guy who's supposed to be our number three receiver behind Shaq Evans and Kyron Moore. I'm curious if the, the names behind him, like a guy like Sammy Coates, who was a Pittsburgh Steeler, and, and some of the other guys, Paul McRoberts is there too, that they're, they seem to be pretty high on, if uh, they'll push Jordan Williams-Lambert out. And that's so I'm curious. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just curious how, uh, how he's going to be without having real – I mean, he played a little bit, but didn't play much in 2019. So I'm curious to see how, how he comes in after this much time off. And that's why I said earlier, I think we're going to get a cut on on receiver. And I think it's going to be him. Because, yeah, you're right. We got Coates behind him. We got Coates. Um, Kyron Moore's still here. Like, we've got a lot of talent there. And we, dra- and we draft some good Canadian receivers as well that can play in that so-called American spot. So I'm, I think Jay will might be one of those casualties. All right. And finally here on the Piffles podcast this week, let's get to our Piffles memories where we pick one game and uh, I'll throw it out to you guys. Tell me what you guys remember for it. And this one came in on Twitter at Piffles pod, the 2007 Thunderbowl against Edmonton when the lights went out, I love the rainy nest. And then uh, <laughs> that right there I is all I remember. Hit. <laughs> that song hit. And when the power came back on, there was only about 10,000 people left. But it sounded like it was louder. No, it didn't sound like it No, was it didn't sound like it was louder. It's, it, it, Edmonton couldn't hold on to a football. That's why the writers came all the yeah. way back to win that. But the energy was there. And uh, so, guys, what do you remember from that game? I remember because I was – I was actually in the university section that game. I was actually at that game. And it was, I, I remember watching, looking up, looking at the clouds. I'm like, eh, it might rain on us. Oh, no, I think we're okay. It might rain. <laughs> and then it hit ever. Uh, but the thing I actually remember most is when they basically told everyone to get out of the stands was everyone just like crammed underneath the bleachers and like singing green is the color. And then you had that like was you, messy down there. Oh, it was messy down there. And then you got the occasional people with, with their AM radios in basically yelling, Roddy's on the air. 
and they like given updates about when the game is going to start and it i was soaked to the bone but it was i don't know after that game it basically felt like that was a a team of destiny like everyone was talking about the labor day but that game the way everything just worked out is like this is a team of destiny my my favorite part about that game, like Greg said, was was getting was everybody being told to leave and, and you going from what is it, twenty-eight thousand people to a third of that, if that, and them coming out after the, the rain delay louder than I think I'd ever heard fans at that stadium before before the playoffs that year. Like it was just it was loud, it was crazy. I remember Eric Tillman running up and down the sidelines with a giant rider flag. I was about to, I was about to mention that. Yeah. Like it was just, it was an atmosphere that we didn't, we hadn't really seen before in in a stadium known for great fan environment. That was its own ball game. That was, if I had to list a top five favorite games that other than the gray cup, that might be at or near the top. I think 100%. I honestly think if you look at back at that 2007 season and you look at like fans of our age, at least three games of their, of all time are probably in the top 10 <laughs> and that's this one. That's great cop. And that's labor day. Don't forget the, the semifinal. And this only oh, semifinal too. Yes. Sorry. So four, sorry, my bad. That opening touchdown on the very first play of the game. <laughs> DJ flick. I'll never forget oh, that. Oh God. I thought the stadium might fall down right then and there. What was the that, name? That of the... feels like a, another game for another memory. Yeah. What was the name of the Gary Busey movie that they uh, showed on CBC? Oh. In, when uh, when they posted. Oh, in the in the in the bit. in the interim. Yeah, and they put on a Gary Busey movie, and then when the game started, they didn't go back to the game. No. They kept playing the stupid movie, and then they finally got back to the game. After. Yeah, the C- yeah, CBC got a lot of complaints from Saskatchewan <laughs> fans. All I remember was that apparently it was a Gary Busey movie. That's all I remember. And and you, but you got like you got to give it to Roddy though. Like the power went on the stadium. He's on his cell phone phoning back to the station, trying to stay live on the air. Like if it wasn't for that, no, it, no one underneath the stands would have any freaking clue because they were trying to they're telling people to go home and no one was leaving. Yeah, there was just something about that season that game and and leading into that was just a couple weeks before labor day as well too so that was just the real beginning of of that season there for the riders and we knew then that we had something special by the way it it was not gary Busey; it was nick nolte and it was the good thief ah you had to look it up yeah yeah he was definitely uh doing a little google in there nick nolte all right i was gonna say steve steve nolte's nick nolte movies yeah, I uh, I it's on my playlist every month. If if it was, it would never have been after that day. Hey, I would I would rather I would rather watch the Good Thief than the 2019 Western Final that other people were suggesting that we talk about today. If we could never talk about that game during these memory sections, that would be great. Oh, don't worry. I'm I'm assuming TSN's probably going to show it this week at some point again. Right, probably. I'm going to add that in here because I have a couple of memories from that game as well, too. But uh, we'll save that for another day. Anyway, that's. Can uh, I skip that episode? <laughs> no, your your contract. You're not allowed to miss. Yeah, you and episode. your po- you and your ponytail better be there. <laughs> Don't be hating just because I actually have hair. Yeah, that's Andy on our Honestly, end. you are definitely killing my FOMO right now. You, it, it's gone. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for us. 
here on the Piffles podcast that this week. Thanks for joining us. You look like an we art are... teacher. <laughs> Piffles podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty and Churchill Brewing Company for their support making this show possible. Piffles podcast is a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Guys, we'll do this again in uh, a week, two weeks. I'm not really sure, but we'll all, we'll start getting into uh, a little bit of the roster and uh, taking a look at what the riders have because it's been a while since we've actually looked at the roster. And we have uh, to start talking football. They still have yeah. players. What? Yeah, what? I know this. This is weird. We haven't done this in a couple of years. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll take a maybe bit of maybe we'll in person out. soon. Are, are we maybe. playing the Houston Roughnecks? That's uh, that's 2022. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The rock, the rock, the rock's still commissioner though, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, good, good. good. But uh, we'll take a couple of weeks and we'll figure we'll figure things out from there. We'll talk. Uh, we'll get more into football with the Riders roster in the coming weeks. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is Ghost Behind Your Mind by Tyler, Tyler Gilbert. Uh-huh.